This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother, no spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. Hey, Kate, how are you? Hey, girl, I'm good. How are you? Good. I just want to say thank you to Liz, a big old tip of the hat to her oh. for filling in. And thank you for making me take the selfish because I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Congrats I, I just, on the new job. It was, thank you. Thank you. It is, it's good. Good. Um, so, but I, I would have just lost my mind that first week. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah, man. It's, so. I mean, first week at work, that's that's rough. Specifically d- in during the sickness, you know. During the sickness, I started the first day of students during oh the God. sickness. That's like a nightmare, like a literal nightmare I would have. Yeah, so I, I just stood around and stared at people until they had a break. <laughs> I, I kept saying that the secretary had like octopus arms and a wall of phones. And uh, I just was standing there. I was like, I, I need a key so I can use the bathroom. Oh, oh, my God, really? We're only allowed to use one bathroom for like contact tracing and stuff. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. And like one copy machine. and. It's Damn. crazy. But yeah, so I wanted to say thank you to Liz. I always enjoy listening to the episode between the two of you, like hearing her perspective and what I would have said and like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, it's brings, good. she brings her own flavor and she I enjoy does. it. She does. She yeah, does. But it's good to have you back. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> our September Hymnium September Day live stream, Starbucks Taste Test. And so charades. And charades. Himium-themed charades. That was so fun. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should definitely become a patron, right? Yeah. So you can uh, yeah. check out the video because it ends epically. <laughs> it ends with Caitlin in no pants. <laughs> but how she gets there, you'll have to figure out yourselves. But yeah, we have a whole private... Instagram just for our patrons mm-hmm. where we do these we do these monthly live streams and this month we decided to embrace our basicness and finally try all the pumpkin spice drinks that Starbucks has to offer including ones that we made up ourselves yep because literally like had, every single one that we yeah. could get like can you add pumpkin to that we'll take yeah, it exactly and so uh neither of us had ever had them and so we tried them and ranked them, and I was very impressed by one of them. Same. I've already had one since then. I haven't because it's not exactly on my way to work. It, I yeah. have to leave real early to do it, so right. hoping for this weekend. I know. I do feel like Starbucks is never in a convenient place, right? Like, But yeah. maybe that's because I'm spoiled by, like... Not that I like Dunkin' Donuts, but like Dunkin' Donuts is everywhere. So it's funny you say that because there was no good Dunkin' Donuts on my way to work. Like there's no oh. good one for me to stop at. They're all and no stars. Not in a great way. Yeah. Damn. I know. Sucks. I know. But yeah, so there is there is one that we both liked more than any others, and it still brings me joy. I can't wait to have it. It's so good. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Two bucks gets you in, and you can go and watch our, our whole live stream. It was almost an hour long. It was so much fun. It was so yeah. good to see you. I know. We Yeah, we did it in person. I That's wild, especially the in first the, time. the times of corona. And I have to say, 
<laughs> I texted you about it. it was yeah, late I night. was too ashamed <laughs> to respond. So please don't. Please don't follow in our footsteps because as soon as we started drinking the Starbucks drinks, we both like forgot that coronavirus was a thing. Yeah. And we're just like dipping our straws in and licking them and putting them back. <laughs> now, Caitlin and I have have been extremely extremely careful. Yeah. I don't I work completely from home. You quarantined from your fucking husband for 2 weeks when he came back. So the risk was extremely low. But neither of us were really thinking about that no. because we were just too busy slurping up the drinks. So when we're you see that, those people in Florida, <laughs> feel free to just be horrified, but know that we looked back on it and it was like we blacked out because, like, Caitlin put out all the nice glasses and we, I even had like different straws. I had enough straws for all of us to never have and to we reuse. Just ended up sharing the cups, and I was like. I'm not going to put that back in that fucking cup. I'm not. And I did. And then I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Caitlin is, you know, Caitlin's like so conscientious. And then you did it. And I was like, okay, I feel I was just better. Like, this is good. This is that. Yeah. Those were the only thoughts I had. Honestly, it was like, it was a moment of freedom from Corona. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just free for that one moment. I know. And it now felt. We live, now we live in shame. It felt good. Yeah, it felt good. I mean, I felt it felt normal. So, but yeah, just know that we know that what we did was was not cool. Was very we were horrified against protocol. <laughs> okay, uh, keep wearing masks and don't put your straws in the same. Yeah, drink. don't double lick dip the them straw and, put them, <laughs> and, and stare put at your friend in. in the eye. Yeah, oh. it was all very intimate. It really was. Probably oh my your oldest friend, right? I know. And then I had, I like had a tickle in my throat when we were in Starbucks, and I had to like cough oh God, and be yeah. like, "I'm not sick. I'm not sick." Just gotta clarify, I am not sick. Just a little tickle. Everyone she did. I that. can confirm. That was really funny. Um, yeah. So that was that was a blast. I really needed it because it was the morning after Ugh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and I was so. I mean, both of us were so upset. Yeah. So. I know you you messaged me and you were like, oh, should we still do it? Like, are you okay? I was like, no, man, like, let's do it. Cause I'm, I'm glad you I said yes. I knew it was going to be fun. I know. And, I knew it was going to be fun. But it, I just would have been like so fine if you were like, nah, dude. Right. Not tomorrow. Right. I like, mean, understand because that's, ugh. I know. It was a, it was a rough, it was heavy. rough night. If you follow me on Instagram, you know it was a rough night. Mm hmm. So, yeah. Love you. Thank you. And uh, maybe a cookie when you come back. Thanks. It's going to pick up our son. Nice. So some other super exciting things in the Himyum universe is our dear friend Robin Turbatsky, a.k.a. Colby Smulders, became a U.S. citizen. Woo! I wish I could be more excited for her, but what a a time. What a time to become an American. Are you sure? I mean, Girl, it's dual sure? citizenship. Yeah. And I'm she like, did have a really good point about wanting to vote because she's been yeah. here for so long, worked here, you know, raised her kids yeah. here and hasn't That's been able true. to vote. So That's true. So it's more important truly than ever. Yeah. Vote.org, sure. everybody, please. Yeah, speaking of, God. please go and register to vote. File for mm-hmm. your absentee ballot. Many states mm-hmm. have same-day voter registration um, mm-hmm. on its election day. I did it the first year I moved. Yeah. Um, you can do, you know, check with your with your state. Go to vote.org. Yeah. 
It's all you need to know. It's all you need to know. It literally takes a minute. And also most, um, most deadlines are in October. Mm-hmm. So if you've moved or if you haven't voted in a while, check where you're registered and mm-hmm. if you need to switch. And if you have time to switch, if not, you're going to have to make a plan to vote where you used to be, whether it's whatever you need to do. So get on that vote.org. And if you have questions, you can you can message us on Twitter and I will help you. Truly, 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 Americans. It's no fucking joke. We're about to get another Supreme Court justice pushed through. And I the can't. Balance, I can't. The balance between conservative and liberal was already in question. So we need to fight at every single level. So look alive, get registered. And what I keep saying is that this is probably, hopefully, like the death rattle of the boomers deciding politics. I fucking hope so. Truly, right? Like, they they picked Biden, let's be serious, because they're the ones that vote. Like, older people vote more than younger people. Like, that's, no matter how much we try to say we're all politically engaged, younger people still aren't turning out the way older people are for a number of reasons. The, it's also fucking boomers that are supporting Trump. Trust me. I've seen the rallies, you know? So... I have I just feel like the next the next time around younger people that are coming up millennials are going to have more of a say if we are registered and same goes for Gen Z. You can get registered if you're 17. So just do it. Even if you won't be 18 in time for the election, just fucking do it. If you're away at college, you can register to vote where you go to school, which is kind of neat. Which is great. I did that for four years when I was at University of Rhode Island. Voted in voted in uh, Kingston for well, four right. years. So yeah, go roadie. Um, so don't don't sleep on it. Please yeah. God, it's you can do it. Register electronically. Find out where your polling place is and and make your plan. And again, I say if you have questions, I did a lot of text banking during the primary so i know a lot of things just message us mm-hmm. at hey beautiful bot on twitter hey beautiful pod on twitter and i'll help you please and thank you please god <laughs> that was heavy but speaking yeah. of some like lightness some joy in this world in these dark times my friend yeah. uh our beautiful articulate Brilliant, engaging, fucking charming host. Fucking charming. Fucking charming host of this like little podcast that could just <laughs> went fucking viral. So why don't you tell us about it? Like Guys. tell us about like just it walk, is walk wild. If you're not following Kate on social media, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um it's wild right now. I so I'm now officially at girl with a microphone on Instagram and TikTok. So it's so <sighs> it started on TikTok like this and and honestly, if COVID hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't be on TikTok. Like I was I wouldn't say that I was anti-TikTok, but I was like, that's for the kids, right? Like, I don't really understand it. I'm never going to make videos. Like, maybe I would have gotten an account just to, like, see funny funny videos and send them to all my friends. Which is what I do. Right. And that's how it started. 
Um, and then, and then, and then I saw someone using one of these karaoke microphones that has a speaker built into it. I had one for a while. I used to use it for therapy, but then Ooh. I had to like clean it all the time in between mm. the kids. And it just got kind of yucky. So, yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. But very fun. Very fun. So I saw that and I was like, ooh, I know what I'm going to do with that. Because we have, I'm in Massachusetts, but for some reason there, I'm not like in Boston. So I'm like, there are lots, not lots, but for Massachusetts, there seem to be a lot of Trump supporters and they call themselves maga and it makes me want to fucking die. That's really and gross. That's disgusting, right? And so... There's this um, standout, like a, they all stand on the fucking street and with their Trump shit, right? Like once a week, somewhat near my house. And um, I had seen him before. Liz noticed that it was like every Friday because it would be like on her way home from work. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> let's troll them with that microphone. So... We packed up the mic. We were on our way to a friend's house. So we were like, we'll just swing through. We'll just swing through. And a, vi- a viral sensation was born. Uh, I taped myself. Well, Liz taped me and we we taped it twice. Like the first time we didn't really hit most of the crowd. So we went back around. Um, so you can see both of the original videos. The original was when I said Donald Trump is a skid mark on the underpants of America. Love that one. Which didn't catch on as much as literal demon from hell, but that's okay. I like them both. Um, And I posted it on TikTok that night, and I woke up to over 3 million views. And, like, the numbers of TikTok alone are just so staggering. Like, running this, running the social media for Hey Beautiful, working for a university and doing social media for them, like... The numbers of TikTok do not make sense to me because I have had to fight tooth and nail for every follower that we have. Like I've had to do so much engagement, so much talking to people, searching hashtags, like really trying to find our people, right? Because it's like such a niche, a niche show. But this, I just put it on fucking TikTok. And for some reason, the algorithm helped me. <laughs> And it it just exploded. It, like you're right. Like you just posted it. You didn't do anything. No. Yeah. I, I mean, a I watch I, pot tagged, never boils, so. I, I put a, I put a few hashtags on there, um, and it just really it really resonated with people. And I maybe I was naive, but I figured everybody was doing that kind of thing. Like it seemed like a lot of people were trolling Trump people on yeah. TikTok specifically. So I was. I was just blown away by how many people were like, I wish I was that brave. And oh my God, nobody's doing this. This is so cool. It um, is so cool. Yeah. So I was like, cool. TikTok really thinks it's cool. Like, and I was just like watching my followers go up and everything. And then it started spreading out of like beyond TikTok. And then people start tagging me and saying mm-hmm. that I'm showing up on their TikTok page or that I'm showing up on Instagram on some famous person's thing that they shared. Um, and so it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it like, it like ebbed off a little bit. And I was like, oof, God. 
and I had I I talk about it in the 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 live stream that I kind of like mm-hmm. crashed emotionally because it was like such a high. Um and then I was like, "Ooh, I have another I like I have a, a good idea for another thing to say." And there was a march like a little further from my house and I was like, "I, I want to do one more." I loved it. <laughs> I know. I was like, "I want to do one more." Because I I still I have no interest in like being TikTok famous. Like I don't want to yeah. be an influencer, but I'm happy to use the platform I have to like do some good shit. Um, yeah, girl, so you like, got a platform. Uh, yeah, I have over 16,000 followers <laughs> on Instagram. Shit. Like what the fuck? So I did the second one and I figured like I had hit the peak, right? Like this was just going to keep the, the, the fans happy that had followed me and who had been asking for another video. I can't no, even, that's not what fucking happened. Everything exploded even more. And then I, I started a fundraiser yesterday for Swing Left. Overnight, we raised over $2,000. Overnight. A, a celebrity donated to it. That's, that's as much as I'll say. Crazy. And I'll tell you, it was... <gasps> yeah. What? I know, dude. I know. I'm gagged. I'm fucking gagged. So then I wake up this morning at five and I have because I had to pee. So I like wake up and I look at my phone and I have a message from a new friend that's, you know, found me in all this. And she says, yo, Megan Rapino is following you. And I fucking threw up lost it like I I like was waiting for Liz to wake up for like an hour and a half like just laying next to her just like staring at her and like waiting for her to move more than like a little a little motion just so I could tell her and as soon as her alarm went off I was like baby guess what how how I would not I didn't want to scare her I would have done the same though you know what I mean I didn't I didn't want to worry her or ruin her sleep you know I I, I could wait right so I was like oh that's awesome right that was like the peak I was like today's great this was awesome and then later in the day I think it was at three o'clock is what Liz said Megan Rapinoe fucking slid into my DMs I had not messaged her. It was not, I did not initiate because I was like, you're respectful. You don't I'm, do that. I am very respectful because I don't, I don't want to do that. So I mean, like before she even like messaged me, I already had people being like, ask her to do this, ask her to do. And I'm like, no, I'm not fucking doing that. You guys don't get it. So she said, and I quote, you're a badass bitch. And I fuck with you, sis. I just got so wet. <laughs> so then I responded to her. She responded to me. I can't. I responded even. to her and she responded to me. So, I mean, it was not just a, it wasn't just a one off. I didn't initiate it. And it was Megan Rapino. I can't believe it. I literally cannot believe this is my life. I have watched 
so much women's soccer because of her. I have watched her in the Olympics. I have watched her in the World Cup. She is my hall pass, as you heard last week. I know. (sighs) And here she comes into my DMs. She heard you. And now are you ready to risk it all? I am ready to risk it all. I've gotten the green light. Chris's jaw was on the floor. Dude. Fucking Megan Rapino! It keeps coming in waves that this happened to me. She's a fucking icon. Like, I thanked her for her, her unapologetic activism. She was the first athlete to fucking kneel after Colin Kaepernick. The first athlete. Do you mean any other football player? Just kidding. She has done so much. She has done so much good on top of being a fucking champion. Like, I can't believe she knows who I am and fucks with me. She fucks with you, sis. She fucks with me, sis. Like I said, my mouth is full of saliva and bone dry. Dry at the same, same time. time. So I'm going to have a sip of seltzer. I was I was literally screaming. There were um they were doing some work outside in the street, like um cutting branches and stuff. So there were some cops there directing traffic. Liz was like, <laughs> "You need to stop screaming. There are cops outside. They're going to think someone is fucking being they were murdered like, in here." I said like, they murdered lady screams like ah! it was full, like full full scream like banshee screams shaking the walls like. That that has been the highlight. I mean, in addition to just so many people thanking me and and going and getting the microphones themselves. These people don't deserve peace. OK, they do not deserve a peaceful protest. They're garbage. They don't care about anyone but themselves. And there are all different ways to resist. And my way is by saying things like get on the Trump train. Next stop, Satan's butthole. <laughs> OK, it's not for everyone, but. It is for millions of people. So and then the music and then the Yeah. Everyone really enjoyed it. So here we are. It was <sighs> I can't <laughs> you got I mean I'm I can't. Megan I mean, Rapino is fucking everything. So that is my Megan Rapino. My life has been made. Megan Rapino. Megan Rapino. Okay, we need to get into the episode, but... I guess. But holy shit, um, I'm just so... I just feel very thankful at this point. I'm glad that I was, you know, maybe stupid enough to do it, you know? And that it's resonated. Because I know shit's hard right now, so... If I can make people laugh, I feel so good about that. It makes me laugh watching them. Like, I watched your latest video several times. I just, like, you're, like, just (laughs) the joy. You can just feel it emanating from you. Totes, my goats. It's the best. It really is. Oh, my God. So, anyway. All right, let's get, what are are we doing? Back to these notes. Let's see. We got a podcast to run. Oh, we broke our record of legendary moments. Today, yeah. Yep. That's 16 16 holy shit yep yeah so get your get your beverages ready i know mine's almost empty i'll have to ask chris for a refill stay tuned to listen to 16 legendary moments from listeners just like you 
This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon All Money Five level members, Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thank you to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Don't forget, our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer, like the private live stream we just did this past weekend. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Man, that is annoying listening to somebody chew. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I'm so sorry. It's actually me that's enjoying a snack on the microphone for once. How is that, Kate? Yo. What you got there? I am enjoying one of Rachel's cookies and treats, apple cider cookies made with real New England apple cider. And it is so freaking good. I didn't even fuck with a half dozen. I just went full for the full dozen. So smart. Yeah. Only have one left. Pretty sad about it. They are... They're so, so delicious. So cinnamony, but not mm. too much. Not yeah. like that chai we, tea we had. Blech. I know. And like the, the icing on top is like a, like cuts through it a little bit. It's not too sweet either. Mm-hmm. And it's the same sort of texture as the lemon cookies, which you know that I love. Oh, so, my God. They're I mean, so light and fluffy. It, it tastes like a weekend in an orchard. Mm, delish. And, you know, um, all of Rachel's Cookies and Treats are... Made with all real ingredients, no preservatives, handmade in small batches so you can taste all of the love. Mm-hmm. And this very special small family-owned and operated business, and it's woman-owned, is giving our beautiful listeners 20% off. 25. <gasps> That's right. Guys, it is even better than my dumbass <laughs> thought. <laughs> 25% off cookies and treats, man. You can't so, beat it. You know what? Buy even more than you thought you could. That's what I did. I went for a full dozen last crinkle. I got ginger snap cookies or the ginger cookies. Oh, I went I, and I got more because we had the 25% off coupon code, mm. which is, what is it, Kate? Tell us because I don't want to get it wrong. It's HBFAM. So H-B-F-A-M, all caps. And these cookies are not going to go bad because they freeze beautifully. The one that I just had, it thawed in just a couple minutes and was delectable on the way down. I can't even wait for them to thaw, actually. <laughs> yeah. I have, like, legit, like, had a, like... Just broken a tooth on Yeah. <laughs> chip away at it because I can't, I can't eat them quick enough. Yeah. Um, and... They ship anywhere in the continental U.S., so friends in Canada and abroad, I'm sorry. Um, At this time, you can't get Rachel's Cookies and Treats, but you can send them to all of your loved ones in the United States. And we, boy, do we need a treat right about now. Yeah, we all, yeah, we could really use a treat. Kate, you got like a P.O. box set up or something? I actually do, (laughs) but we can talk about that later. (laughs) So, guys, head on over to rachelscookiesandtreats.com for all of your snacking needs. Um, We also really love those brownies. Oof, they are delicious. Um, Remember, it is all real ingredients, no preservatives, so they are just so super fresh. And like Kate and I like to say, it it tastes like you made them. You could definitely pass them off as your own. They are that good. They taste like homemade cookies. And definitely try the seasonal favorites because they will not be here forever. Yeah, they're for a limited time. Yeah, so rachelscookiesandtreats.com. The code again is HBFAM. 
for 25% off. Let's get into the 83rd episode of How I Met Your Mother. 83. 83. 83. Oh, I'm so glad you remembered that because I fucking forgot. Oh, so I, I, it has been you. on my mental load since you told me. Yay, mental Like I would load. wake up and go, 83rd episode, don't forget, <laughs> Berta. And of course, because, you know, Barney, 83% for all of his made-up statistics. So it makes sense that this is such a great Barney episode. It really is. Oh, it is so good. And of course, we are talking about season four, episode 19, episode... Episode titled Murtaugh, first aired March 30th, 2009, written by Joe Kelly. You know and love him from The Bracket and The Naked Man. Mm. We'll see him again next season for, you know what? I can't remember. All right. Well, I didn't write a surprise. It'll be a surprise. surprise. (laughs) Season five, though. I know that. We'll see you soon, Joe. Oh, it's the one. um, Shit. I'll remember later. But yeah, directed as always by Pam Fryman. So our episode opens up with Barney relaying something that was interesting that had happened the night before at Laser Tag. (laughs) Um, Apparently he got kicked out. And as he's telling the the story, we get this like great flashback. um, So we get to live it too, of Barney and the owner operator of laser tag <laughs> yeah. i guess mccracken the, the chief basically. the chief um and apparently barney's mm. been a bit too rough on the children in the laser tag <laughs> arena and now he's has to get thrown out because it's been one too many and now he's a liability yeah and you know we get this scene and i'm gonna just go ahead and assume it's like one from lethal, lethal weapon. weapon or like any noir cop Thing, yeah, right? any, with the, any with of the those. the loose cannon cop and the old chief. Yeah. Stuck behind the desk. Oh, my God. And, it's like, Barney, Neil Patrick Harris is just delicious in this. So good. So he good. is so fucking good. Um, he, you know, he gets right into McCracken's face. McCracken tells him that he's the best he's ever seen. Um, but, you know, one of these days he's going to hurt somebody, maybe even yourself. God. And McCracken is played by Robert Wisdom, who's been in all sorts Ooh, of things. Cool name. Mm-hmm. He goes more by Robert Ray Wisdom now, but that's okay. I like and, that too. Mm-hmm. He was in That Thing You Do, which is one of my favorite movies. I used to love. Oh, Adam Schlesinger died. I know. R.I.P. I love so many of his songs when I yeah. realize like who he was and the songs that he's written. <sighs> Crazy ex-girlfriend. I mean, oh, genius. R.I.P. He died early on, too. I know. I know. Was it COVID? Mm-hmm. COVID-related. Fuck. So sad. Or if you believe that sort of thing. <laughs> right. God. Oh, anyway. Um, but more recently that, you know, we would know things I knew, I should say. Face Off, he was in. Oh, wow. Prison Break. The Wire. And then more recently, Nashville, Chicago PD, Rosewood, Ballers, and The Alienist. He's been on that for... Quite a few episodes. Good for Mr. Wisdom. Yeah, so he's still getting some work. I I love him in this role. And I think that he and Neil together just create... <laughs> they really bring this ecosystem of, of the laser tag franchise to life. And just like... I said, it's just great to, to, to be dropped into the ecosystem of, of people taking laser tag too seriously. Like, it's very clear that that this relationship has gone on for a long time, mostly because we see 
the leaderboard. The leaderboard, which is all Barney, right? Since and since and since and since. So he's been in this guy's office a lot. And it's it it's just it's definitely their whole relationship is like a takeoff of Lethal Weapon and Law and Order and like all those other you know, cop procedurals. And it's just they both commit to the bit so mm-hmm. so much that it makes it so much funnier. And they have such good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Feed off. Oh, just so good. So, so, um, so good. But, you know, McCracken mm-hmm. tells Barney that he's got a hand in his gun and his badge. And he, like, <laughs> slams it on the desk. <laughs> and, you know, Barney tells him that the game's all he's got. And he almost has enough tickets for the remote control helicopter, which I'm surprised he hasn't purchased already from, like, Sky Mall. It's not about it's not about having it's the about, money though. It's about earning the tickets. Earning it, you know? yeah. Like, all right, all right. I see that. <laughs> um, so against McCracken's better judgment, he decides to give him one more shot. And thirty <laughs> seconds later, we see Barney with his foot on some kid's chest as he's just like <laughs> nailing him with shot after shot after shot of laser guns. Laser guns, yeah, yeah. So fucking funny. Yeah. So that's it. And um, for life. Banned for life. We're back in the apartment, and obviously Barney's going to take the next logical step, which is, of course, to break in after hours with Ted and TP the laser tag arena. <sighs> yeah. And Ted argues that he's just way too old for that stuff. And, you know, for that matter, Barney's too old for laser tag, which I, as you know, reject that statement because I, laser, tag, laser tag knows no age restrictions. Yeah. Like stripping in the Midwest. And <laughs> I've talked about this before, but Jack had a birthday party at the laser tag place by us. And we invited the parents to play and they had more fun. My dad was up in the corner, just like pegging kids. Like, sniping. Sh- 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 yeah, sniping. sniping. Thank you. I'm like, what's the word? He was pegging sh- children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like with a ball, like dodgeball. I gotcha. I gotcha. Fuck. Now you're all in big trouble. Yeah. That's so bad. <laughs> My dad was in the corner pecking children. It was fine. (laughs) It was dark. All right. I'm just going to move right along. It's been a lot, guys. It's been a long day. So, of course, then Ted pulls out his wallet and then grabs the Murtaugh list to add both of those things to it. So it's, it was interesting to me that Robin didn't know what the Murtaugh list was because she's been around since Ted's been 30. So I don't know how she would know about it. I don't know. But she's she also leads a pretty like, separate life. Exactly. She's pretty she's pretty peripheral and this seems more like a bro mm-hmm. list than anything. Like Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure Lily knows what it is cuz she was always around, but and, and Marshall. And, and you know, Ted loves a list and they all make fun of him for them and I think mm-hmm. that his things people don't really take very seriously. So No, they don't. Yeah. Um and so Ted tells a story about how it came about. And basically it's from having those experiences that you were fine with when you were younger, but then at some point you get too old for it. And for them, it was more specifically the beer bong. It was like the symbol of, yeah. of the things you outgrow. Yeah. 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 And so Ugh. the name Murtaugh comes from the lethal weapon character played by Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movie, he keeps saying, I'm too old for this shit but they say stuff yeah um and so robin is kind of aghast because she's like sounds familiar don't you think she's like oh disgusted yeah and she says it's a total ripoff of this canadian film mcelroy and lafleur <laughs> so such canadian last names 
It's so good. Like It's she talks- not real, right? No. So I did a lot of digging because the first thing that comes up is like somebody who talks about it as though it's a real franchise and okay. like with dates and actor names. Like, of course, no one else could play McElroy, but blah, 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 blah. Was that a Hemium website? I don't think so. Okay. I, I just wonder. You know, I have no idea at this point. It was okay. so, not so long ago. <clears throat> it was last week, but. Um, but enough. then I looked on IMDb for both of those actors mentioned. They're both real, but neither one were in any of those movies. And they're both Canadian actors. Oh, perfect. Great. But it's just like this super Canadian film, but. Or it's just like Lethal Weapon or what I know of Lethal Weapon, but Canadian. Yeah. It's like, it's another, it's another example like we had last week of like Canada being bizarro America, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's Mm -hmm. like close, but not quite there, like with the wrestling and, and now we have this uh, Lethal Weapon adjacent franchise that involves like a fishing shack. (laughs) Like an ice fishing shack. It's like shit that would never be in an American movie. Marshall leaves the apartment because he's off to basketball practice. And uh, apparently he has taken over coaching Lily's kindergarten class who has a basketball team. Um, But Lily apparently sees this as more than just basketball practice. She sees it as dad practice according to future Mm -hmm. Ted. so she's really starting to think about having a family now that they've been married for a while and she is hoping to you know fall more in love with marshall watching him be watching him be marshall around these kids right because she knows him as this big lovable softy but she's also kind of removed from his competitive side Mm -hmm. outside of board games which i think he he kind of tries to rein it in a little bit a little bit. A little bit. So this is this is like oh god. This is like a great a great kind of explosion of the runner that Marshall <laughs> is like insanely competitive. Hang on. Insanely competitive. Insanely competitive. Um and we and we and we learn more about Marshall and his history here in a little bit, but for now, she rolls in to practice to see Marshall in action. And she's got her thing of orange slices, um, one of many tools used to to block her growing pregnant belly. I love. There are so many in this episode. And Robin is also pregnant. Mm -hmm. Kobe's also pregnant. So she's blocked with a magazine and a bunch of other things later, too. Um, So it's Andrew Basket. Yeah, well, Andrew Basket. And part of me is like, I feel like the props team wanted it to be super obvious. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they were hiding it, like just just make a joke out of it because sitcoms always do that shit. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> she shows up with these oranges and Marshall refuses to let the kids eat any because oranges are for winners. <laughs> and so then he has them head to the baseline to do suicides. And they're, Marshall just has so many good lines this episode, but I love what he's like, suicides, baseline, baseline now. now. It's like very, very triggering from my childhood, but I'll, mm. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, so at the bar, no, back up in the apartment, um, Barney challenges Ted on this Murtaugh list. And he's like, this isn't so bad. Like this, this would be a, like a really great time. Um, to do in like a weekend and Ted accidentally challenges him by saying, if you did all this, you would die. So of course I love you. See Barney like straighten up. Right. You like know it's coming, you know, it's coming. 
And so we get challenge accepted and we get a new thing. We've seen a slap bet and now we have a gentleman's agreement. Where huzzah! Huzzah! I've I loved it. it so much. And so here, Robin is the gentleman's agreement arbiter, much like Lily is, a, is the slap Slapper. bet commissioner. Um, man, I really kind of wish Robin and Lily had gotten into a slap bet, but that's beyond the point. <laughs> um, so the, the stakes are set, which always makes an episode more exciting. So if Barney does everything on the list and doesn't die, Ted has to go help him TP the laser tag place. If Ted, or if he doesn't, if he quits, then Ted gets to give him a lecture on architecture. Three, For three hours long. So Barney busts out to go get started on the list, like goes to the bathroom. And he, the way he says his name, have you watched the Leroy Jenkins video on YouTube? No, but I know that oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just go, go watch it on YouTube after this. It's really fucking funny. It's. The basic premise is you're watching people play. I want to say it's Warcraft. I'm going to get yelled at. You're watching people play this video game where it's like they're organizing their team to like go in and like raid this place. Like they're trying to beat these guys that they've never beat before. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like one guy is sort of in charge and he's telling everybody where to go. And then their friend like comes back from the bathroom. (laughs) It sits down and just... Leroy Jenkins and like runs in and they're all like fuck 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 and they all run in after him trying to keep him alive and it just all gets fucked up so it's like they were finally they all finally had like the right level of power to like beat this bad guy and Leroy fucking ruined it and you can just hear all these nerds like god damn it Leroy (laughs) so it's really really good Um, I'm not entirely sure that it's real I think it's been debunked but it's still really fucking funny um, and this is the beginning of the, the pierced ear horrors that happen. Oh. That fucking toilet paper roll is disgusting. Disgusting. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and then, so in a few hours he returns and now he has a futon to crash on and the ear is already starting to, to like look not good. So we'll see Barney to de- deteriorate throughout the episode. And the <sighs> ear is definitely like the worst part. Um, clean your clean your piercings, kids. So um, and, and Robin is sort of above the whole thing and she calls him. So he has to answer it on his infected ear. And it's just it's just she wonderful. she's so good. This episode, I feel like she's it's her so look- good. She, she crushes. She crushes the Murtaugh list and no one's paying attention. Like, she's having a fucking blast. She doesn't blow out her knee. She has a, a, a great time at the rave. No one thinks she was an arc. She's living her best life. You know what I mean? It was easy yeah. for her. I love the the joke about his ear looking like a jack-o'-lantern. Oh, no, like, God. The ear jokes are my favorite because they're just so specific. Oh, yeah. My favorite one is toward the end, so... We'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Marshall, and he's just screaming at the, the kids. And he's pegging them with balls. With right? balls. Can I there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's throwing balls at them. And Lily's horrified. Because remember, like, this is, like, dad practice. Mm-hmm. Like, whether or not he knows it, like, she's 
wants to see what he's like with the little kids. Right. They clearly and, have not been exposed to children a lot and also not in like a competitive environment. No, 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 no. Um, the next day. Oh, hang uh, on. I, I, I love this scene because you see Jason Siegel break. Like he throws the ball oh. at the kid and like can't not laugh. So I wonder like what was on the other end of that? Was he just laughing at the idea of pegging a, a kindergartner with a basketball I so much so. so that they couldn't get they couldn't get a take without him laughing because that was so funny. The next day, after some restful sleep, uh, Marty wakes up all hunched over on the futon, which made me think poor Christopher spent two weeks on the futon while he was quarantining Ooh, in the God. basement. I'm hoping that was that you have a nicer futon than this one because that one looked janky. I was gonna say janky. Well, it looked janky. It did. It's like a very um, thin mattress. Yeah, no, this is definitely like a thicker mattress. Um, and I bought like a foam thing for it, mm. like an egg crate or whatever. I don't know if those are really what they're called. Um, and then we put that over it for people when they sleep over. Oh, that's but it's nice. It's still a futon. It's still a futon. And right. he's like six three. Yeah. So. Right. 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 Oh, bless him. I know. <laughs> we care about people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay. Barney can handle it because he's checked another thing off the list. Um, and the next step is a shot with uh, strangers, and he's all hunched over. He calls it his rocking the party hunch. Closer, Closer to, to my booze. <laughs> Closer to my booze. And he can't even like bring it to his lip. It just like spills out slowly, <sighs> and it's so painful to watch. Yeah. Oh my god. F- Meanwhile, my. I was going to say the physical humor from Neil he, this this episode is just classic. It's so good. He's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Robin admires how Barney doesn't want to get old. And I mean, she goes, you know, who does? But of course, we already know who does. It's right. Ted. Uh, he says he likes to think of life like a meal and being old is dessert. I like this reasoning in that he says you don't have to worry yeah. about all the stuff because it's already, already happened. happened yeah. But I want to experience that shit. I don't want to remember it because my memory is shit. I know. I well, ex- and Robin has a has a great much quoted line here about you can't jump to the end. The journey is the best part. And so, that's what this show is about. Yeah. And it sounds like your your team Robin here. Yeah. For sure. What are you? Team Ted. Yeah. I'll be cool with being old. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be old right now, but if I had to choose between doing a bunch oh. of young people shit and old oh, people yeah. shit. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I, I go to bed at, at eight 30 because I get up at four forty five every day. Right. right so right, right. I am living the yeah. Ted Mosby old man lifestyle. I just don't wear khakis with a tucked in, but tucked in. Right. Down. And no cheaters at the end of my nose, you know? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, so back at, back on the court, Marshall is still pushing the kids really hard, even though they don't keep score, which absolutely bewilders him, because what's the point of playing if you don't keep score? Right. Um, and so Lily says it's about having fun. Who do you agree with? Marshall uh, a- Lily. For kindergartners, I think fun is fine. But yeah. in general, I, I was raised by by a winner um, and was treated similar to Marshall. So I, I have to agree. 
with Marshall yeah. and Mr. Erickson. Um, Marshall is horrified at the prospect of getting a participation trophy, which made me think about participation trophies. And I know people mm. like to think that they are new, but they are not. Oh, good. They, they always blame it on millennials. And it's like, first of all, our parents are boomers. Us? Our parents. Like, right. Who gave us the fucking participation yeah, trophy? We didn't, I didn't just design that system. Also, kids are not that fucking dumb. We all hate them. Yeah. Like, no, I don't want it. Right. Um, but yeah, they've been around since I think it was like 1920s in Minnesota. Huh. There was like a participation trophy if you um, like at a university, if you like join the sports teams or something mm. like to get. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it could be like a nice souvenir of, of a time that you spent, but it doesn't mean everybody wins. Like that's a right. different that's a different thing. Right. 1924, University of Minnesota debuted a 30-inch Sterling Participations Trophy for the campus organization having the highest number of participation points. The idea was to encourage students to do sports. Participation is something to be rewarded because it's good to exercise, to compete, to try hard, win, or lose. The participation trophy was a feature of campus life for decades. I like it. Yeah, and the military bases handed out participation trophies during and after World World War II. Huh. Right. So there it has it has its merits, but I don't think that taking the winning and losing out of sports is the right answer, but no. I also don't yeah. I don't think anybody is doing that. Like I think it's a straw man argument for boomers to like be extremely ageist, but they were the ones that did it to us. Right. They didn't want our little baby Fifi's to get hurt if we lost, but like not all of us were raised that way and none of us would have cared if they didn't do that. Right. It, it's just, a, like you said, a straw man argument. It's just bewildering to it's me. It's really strange. I yeah. <clears throat> so at this point, Robin has been sucked into Barney's challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got her doing... She's the manager. She's the manager. And so Barney has her helping him. It's it's not the last time that she'll be his manager as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she gets sucked in. They're recording this like annoying two person phone message it. together. It's so good, and it's like, oh, remember phone messages? Yeah, remember voicemail boxes and people actually listening to them? This is another episode where we see them just having great chemistry together, <sighs> right? I mean, they're just like Barney. Your ears starting to smell. smell. So and her good. face. She's horrified. I know, because like as he's talking, she clearly like catches the first whiff of it. It's just it's so excellent. Um we see the <laughs> other side of the bar. We see that fourth wall for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and then we cut over to Ted, who at this point is just being an old man to be an old man. He hasn't even been challenged yet, which I forgot on the second watch. I was like, oh, he's this is even before they come up with the list for him. Mm-hmm. So he's he's sending back a turkey sandwich for not being lean enough. At a bar. At a bar. At a bar. At a fucking bar. And Robin and Barney, meanwhile, have been watching him and they have decided to create basically the reverse Murtaugh list, which is a list of things to challenge Ted to do all of these old man things that they think he's too young for, you know, within the within the next 24 hours. And Ted agrees to the new stakes. They're pretty high. They're pretty high. If Barney finishes the list first, so now we're assuming that both of them are going to finish. If Barney finishes first, Ted has to also buy the toilet paper that they're going to TP with. And it's got to be the good stuff. And he wants it up there forever. 
He wants to up there forever. And his accents, like his funny little voices, he does like, put it over there, boys. He's so fucking good. He's so good. And it's all like little noir things that they're like weaving Mm -hmm, through. mm -hmm. Hard boiled comedy. I mean, hard boiled, you know, police stuff. Yeah. Um, And then if Ted wins, it's a six hour lecture. And also the Murtaugh list is completely off limits to Barney forever. 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 You're too old. It's for your own good. Mm-hmm. So we get an updated gentleman's agreement, but now Barney, Barney's ear and back hurt. So he is just in so much pain. And again, it's just the great, the great slapstick stuff by Neil just really seals it. Um, and then we cut over, we cut back to the, to the basketball court and Lily is finally confronting Marshall about the way he's talking to these kids. And she's like, what kind of sociopath taught you to play basketball like this? <laughs> and we get a wonderful flashback of him and his dad in the in the driveway late. It means so. clearly it's dark out. Mr. Erickson's hair is amazing. It's like this weird, shaggy, <laughs> crimpy mop of blonde hair. And like sweaty looking or Yeah, it's so something. Great. I don't know, it's something gross about it. And Mr. Erickson is just awesome. I just love him as a character and I know. <laughs> Marshall's clearly like upset, right? He's like upset in this moment. And I love that he gets two points out for having a great big head because I would definitely I, I get was two ask points how out you for felt that. About that. Targeted. Um and it just made me think of my dad who was a coach for all of us, for all of our sports, all the time, he never gave us, he never, like, he never gave us a quarter. We never quarter. asked for a quarter. You know what I, I mean? I was going to say. And, um, like, in softball, I was always the example. I was not, you know, like, let to do, let my, like, I was the one that he picked on. Like, get yeah. your glove down. Get your glove down. Throw it straighter. You know, like, I was always oh. the, I, I never got any slack there. And then when I started doing field hockey, he one time got in his van while I went out running because I had to run like three miles a day and he fucking followed me in his van with a fucking stopwatch as I was running to time me. And then when I was doing track, he put me up on milk crates in the garage and had me doing something with a fucking barbell where I had to like stretch down past my feet with the fucking barbell and then come up. Oh, I don't like know a, what that it is. It was like a clean. It was like a clean, but like past my feet and then up for my flexibility. Because he said my flexibility was shit. So, but just like Marshall, like I remember being really annoyed in those moments, right? And mm-hmm. really upset, but scoreboard. Nailed it. Nailed it. He fucking nailed it. So I just, I totally understand where Marshall's coming from. Where in the moment you might have felt... A little bit terrorized, but then when you get older, you realize they were giving you the grit you need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not grow up that way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gentle um, little lambs. Just psychological horror, though, from your sister. Yeah. No big <laughs> deal. Um, at the apartment, we see old man Ted, who's about to yell at some neighborhood kids with pleasure Mm -hmm. when we get another check-in from Barney and Robin to see where they are on their list. And they've, uh, just helped someone either move out of a six floor walk up Mm -hmm. 
in exchange for pizza and beer or rob somebody. <laughs> um, debatable. But up next, it's uh, 4 p.m., so time for Ted to eat dinner and for Barney to go dye his hair a funny color and go to a rave. Oh, my God. And look, Robin's doing fine. She's having a blast. And Barney is fucking hurting. Yeah. yeah you're right. Robin is just like living her best life. Like yeah. She just seems unfazed. Yeah. The, she is not too old for any of this stuff. But Barney. She's just the right age. Definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so back at, at basketball. Lily has had enough because Marshall tells her that, you know, that's how, you know, he knows how to be a winner because that's how his dad taught him to be. Mm-hmm. That's how he's going to teach these kids. And and you know what? When they have kids someday, that's how he's going to coach them too. And she, nope, that is it. And if he thought it was bad when she found <laughs> out what was on his internet history, he's got another thing coming. Which is funny because, like, Lily's into some weird shit and I was assuming it was I sexual. Know. Yeah. But maybe it's not. I was like, what else do you look up on the internet if it's not like sexy stuff? And I was like, oh, I guess a lot of things. Right. Or maybe, maybe like his porn selection is like tall blondes. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that would be like a real, that would feel like a betrayal, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, So yeah, she tells him that if it's anything less than a teddy bear stuff with cotton candy and rainbows, like she's going to silent treat in his ass into the ground. And I love how she walks away and he tries to explain himself a little bit. And then she just throws a fucking chair at him. (gasps) Give me a kiss. You're the best. Yay. Oh, love you. Do you see that? Cookies. I held up to the microphone. (laughs) Do you see that, friends? <gasps> Caitlin got cookies delivered. Woohoo! I love you. He's the best. He is just the best. Right, hold on. Oh yeah, I froze yourself. Jesus Christ! Don't die. Don't break your mm. teeth. Molasses. Um, they I thought so quickly though. Yeah, oh, they really God. do. Um, I loved. That we get, um, first of all, I love the silent treatment your ass into the ground line. There are some just great lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. And that's one that I definitely still say. And then M- Marshall being like, Lily, no! When she throws the chair. <laughs> yes, that's what. <laughs> it's like this little high-pitched little. I love it. And we also, Lily in this episode, much like in the front porch, she does like this deeper voice. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the, the you can't handle the truth voice. That we get in that episode. So I read something. Oh, wait, it's later in the episode. They have a telepathic conversation. Mm-hmm. I read it was because she had laryngitis. Oh. So I wonder if that's why. That's why they had to do it. Well, they did a bunch of dubbing, so that must be why. Mm. I was wondering why she was dubbed so much. I was like, this sounds weird. So, yeah, that must be why. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. how they do it. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Um, I always thought they just, like, worked it in. Yeah, or, like, didn't work that day, but LOL, like, that would happen. It's so expensive. Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so now it's 4.30 a.m. We're outside of the rave. Remember raves? Fuck that. I would never go to a rave, but I remember being in high school and all of the seniors on the field hockey team did ecstasy before Mm -hmm. the homecoming. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so scandalous. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like peak rave time. Yeah, it was like peak rave time. It was 2000. Mm -hmm. 
one or even 2000 and I was like full rave. So I'm like 2009, were there still raves? I guess so. There are probably still raves. There's still raves for sure. I think now Barney just wants to go home. He has, so he has Robin called Ted and Robin is just, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, Robin's like, you know, I don't know. He's not going to be up, but he is because he's old. So he's he old. had to get up at like four. Yep. And now he gets to check off another thing on his list, taking a really long time <laughs> to, answer. to answer the phone, which so is, that's so old. It's so old. And I just, um, I said I wanted to call out the costuming yes, here for yes. all three. Yeah. Ted's old man khakis tucked in look at Barney with the hair, the mesh shirt, the fucking tie. Listen, I pants. wrote down, I wrote, does this count as being suited up because of this fucking wooden tie? I just love the detail of the fucking tie. <laughs> Me too. It's so good. And then, um, Robin. and then Robin with the knee socks, the eyelashes, the braid, the oh, hat, right. the teddy bear, all of it. She just. <sighs> oh, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Um, and also there's a point this not here, but later when they're in the apartment and the lighting is better, you can see how cheap Barty's wig is like oh. straight. You can see straight down to like the the plastic underneath it. Like, mm hmm. I mean, we know he clearly didn't dye his hair, but yeah, Neil's got a real cheap wig on. Real cheap. It's a party city wig. It is a fucking full party city wig. Shake and go. Straight out of the bag. Oh, there's another little bit here where Barney says that someone gave him aspirin because obviously mm. he's pain in pain, but he doesn't think it was aspirin, which is a season one callback to maybe my favorite episode of season one. I don't remember if it ended up being that. Okay, awesome! When mm. Marshall breaks his crown and gets aspirin in the bathroom and it totally isn't aspirin. It was okay, awesome. And okay, you did awesome. Say, I meant that you said it. <gasps> oh, I love that moment. It's so, so it's good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so Marshall is resigned because now we're at the basketball game. Marshall's resigned to not worrying about winning the game because it doesn't count. Um, mm -hmm. But of course, Marshall is internally keeping score because when you're a winner, that's what you do. And yep. we get this, this montage of the kids just getting completely demolished by this other team who, you know, I love this, that they talk about how the story has changed over the years. You know, I, I love when Himyam talks about the ways you know, stories evolve as you tell them or the way, you know, memory is sort of spotty, like everything they do with like the actual like meta stuff about storytelling is really cool. Um, so the kids are monsters, right? Like they're huge. Um, and the whole time Marshall's like dying inside because his team obviously is not doing anything right. And he's fighting with Kenny, the ref, and it's kind of taking it out on him. And, um, I just wanted to point out that there's all these all these props that that block Lily's pregnancy this whole time because there's also a a guitar like she plays the guitar. It reminds me of Saved by the Bell when they were oh like, my "God, everyone's on the wrestling team. Everyone played basketball. They had a band. Mm -hmm. Friends forever. forever. Like whatever the episode called for, they yeah, did it. They did it. They were the only kids in school." If I was in that school, I'd be like, oh, my God, I fucking hate them. They're fucking everywhere. 
I cannot wait till they fucking graduate. Oh my god, so annoying, right? Like they're so annoying. Why are they in all of my classes? And how are they on every team? And fucking Jesse Spano needs to shut the fuck up. You know, this movie theater only seats eight people, and they take up half (laughs) of it. And they're half of them. I just want to see this in peace without fucking AC Slater's wet mullet in my fucking face. God. Anyway. So, oh my god, that cookie was so fucking good. I'm so glad. So back at the apartment, Ted has picked up his his delinquent friends from the rave, and Barney still refuses Mm -hmm. to give in. But Ted was ready for him because Ted has found that that the last item on the list is the beer bong, and so he rustled up some weird, warm Russian beers from the basement. Um, And again, Robin has no problem just throwing back a brewski. And there's this cute little moment where she says brewski and she realizes it's a joke and she fully looks into the camera. I know. Like, get it, brewski. Get it? <laughs> and you so, so rarely get a moment of, of a broken fourth wall in this show. It's so Brechtian. It's so Brechtian. And also I feel like it's because she was on fucking ecstasy. You know? <laughs> she just like catches the camera, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. just so good. Um, and... Barney cannot bring himself to do this this final warm beer beer bong. I have never been good at that. I've done it maybe like three times in my life, and it was never. It always ended with me just spraying it everywhere. I was never good at the most of the party games, except for no. except for flip cup. I could do really well. Flip cup, I like beer pong. Don't ask hate. me to play because it's disgusting. I hate beer pong. It's foul. Same. So yeah. So this is where because now we're there. We're like at the end of the lists. Mm. So I thought we could talk Ooh. about our lists. Yeah. Awesome. Let me see what I pull up. Uh, do you want to go first? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, I am too old for shrinking myself to fit into places, making myself small Ooh. because of other people's expectations. Okay, we're getting philosophical in this bitch. Um, but no, but really, there was it was a lot of what Ted said, like mm. uh, something like Chris and I, like we are too old to sleep on a futon or an yes. air mattress. Like, don't ask me to sleep on an air mattress. Oh, fuck, that's a good one. We woke up. We were sleeping in somebody's basement on an air mattress. Woke up on the fucking cement floor bitch, every at morning. Five a.m. Every morning camping. Um, splitting a hotel room. Oh my God, that's on my list. Hang on. Let's see how many of ours are the same. Okay. I said cramming a bunch of friends into one home hotel yeah. room. Yep. Smell you fucking later. We went to New York. We got separate fucking hotel rooms. I yep. want to be naked. I want the room at 60 degrees. Yep. And I just want to spread out. I went to a work conference and at one point was standing with my friends and coworkers mm-hmm. and just... And it was like a three day long thing. And I just stopped like t- and walked away from them. I was like, I just got to go. Yeah. Like I could not handle it. Then it's, it's a yearly, it's our national convention for SLPs. I went two years ago, same group of people, had my own hotel room. I was in great spirits the entire Hell time. Hell yeah, dude. You got to recharge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my hotel moment came when um, – my ex and I went out to Provincetown with a bunch of her friends and they were like, yeah, we got a house. We got a house in Provincetown. Young lesbians in your 20s, do not believe anyone your age who tells you they got a house in Provincetown. Because you know what it was? It was a single motel room, 
a bus ride away from fucking Provincetown with two beds. And there were like <laughs> 10 of us. So we slept on the fucking floor. That was the first time that I've been like, this is my, this is starting my Murtaugh list. Like it actually like clicked. Angry. Yeah. I was like, this is the top of my Murtaugh list is, is sleeping on a fucking hotel room floor. Too old for this. Too old for this. Um, when I, so I recently celebrated my 35th birthday mm-hmm. and woke up and I like told Chris, I was like, I am too old to like, I, I'm too old to know, be- like I know better by now. Like I'm too old to be to drunk? not know better. Yeah. No, just to not know better, mm, like yeah. about everything. Yeah, that's true. Just like you can't general. say I'm a kid. I'm not like, oh, she's just a kid. It's she so didn't true. know better. 35 is of age. Like you just, you can't say that anymore. Full adult. I'm grown. Yeah, grown as fuck. Yeah. Um, definitely the helping somebody move. You, you oh, said yep. this, That's this line list. is my favorite. I'm an adult with a savings account. Yeah. Fuck that. I no. am not moving my own shit unless I don't know. I'm some, for some reason, completely broke. But if I have the extra couple hundred, I'm hiring someone. Yeah, for sure. It's, it makes uh, all the difference. What's, what's next on your list? Uh, well, I did sleepovers if I'm within driving distance of my home. Yep. Yep. Like, I feel like always. people always want to do like a sleepover and I'm like, oh God. Um, and then drunk dialing exes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't fucking happen. Coffee at night, but really it's like after 12. Um, oh yeah. I can't have caffeine afternoon. I'm like all. It's like all 1130. And I'm like, drink. I'm like, is it? this okay? Risk I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the next one, going through winter without a real coat. Because mm. I, I run very hot. And so up until probably like, you know, maybe four years ago, because Liz, my wife, is very much into the coats, the jackets, the accessories for every season. And I was just like, I'll put on two sweatshirts Mm -hmm. and I'll wrap a scarf around my head. I was like, it'll be fine. But it's like, that is like, that's such like a 20s thing to do to just be like, I don't need to buy a real coat. So now I have like a real LLB coat. coat. Yeah. And it's, it's life changing. Yeah, similarly, like, saying I'm cold and not turning on the heat. Like, I, that was, mm. like, that's something I'm too, I'm too old to, to suffer. To not, yeah, to, that's what I, at one point, maybe last year, the year before, I said, I don't work a job. I hate to be cold in my own fucking house. Yeah. I, I work. That's right. We have jobs. That's like, oh, there's for. no reason why. Yes, we have oil heat and it's expensive, but we can afford it. It's an expense. Like it's an expense. Right. Like we it's can. I can have. Expense. It doesn't need to be sixty three in my house. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, I. Would it just doesn't. That, but, um, oh no! Thank you. What else you got on your list? Um, keg stands and beer bongs Ugh, for yeah. sure. I I've never done a keg stand and Me I'm either. not going to. Um, eating food I don't like. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and that you know it's like a childhood thing, <laughs> like. For sure, just, you know, not wanting to be a burden or ask anybody for something different or just not speaking up about something. Good one. Um, And, yeah, that was was it. Like, you know, that was pretty much it. Then, you know, the the real, the heavier one of (laughs) not making myself small. I think that's great. No, I think... Like, I... I started a new job and I very proudly wear my children's clothes and my hair bows and Hell my yeah, weird dude. shit and I don't fucking care. 
And I got in some looks, and I just say, I don't care. Fuck this makes that. me happy. Yeah, dude. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, the rest of my list is pulling all-nighters, even though I still think I can do them. That's what I need to remember. I can't. Not having luggage. Like, I used to just shove things in, like, a giant purse, you know, to, like, do a sleepover or, like, to go away for a weekend. But now I have, like, mm-hmm. a nice bag, and it just makes all the difference. Uh, mm-hmm. Slippers as shoes. Slippers as shoes, like outside of the house, like those hard bottom ones. That was a very college thing. Can't do it. These? Yeah, those. Those. Yeah, absolutely. Do you wear those outside? Like to get the mail. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking like going to the store. No, I don't go out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, but that's because I forgot they're on. Right. But uh, in general, I'm too old for that stuff. Mixing alcohols when I'm drinking. Like, just drinking all different kinds of shit. And also, this one I refuse to give up, but I'm definitely too old for it. It's eating a huge breakfast because it just goes directly through me. But I'm still going to do it. You know what I mean? I um, Like, Eggs Benny, oof, so good, but does not always agree with me because it's just so greasy, you know? Yeah, I don't love breakfast probably because it does hurt my belly. Yeah, yeah. It's like Ted eating the full pizza in one sitting. Oh, I that no, I'm not not too old for that. I will always and I will I, same with like eating a pint of ice cream in one sitting. Mm. Not an ice cream. I'm, I'm also too old to not drink enough water. Yes. Oh, clearly me too. Yeah. And to also just like eat like eat eat food that makes me feel good because I notice that when I eat shitty food, I definitely feel shitty. And yeah. I'm just, I gotta take care of myself. You know. I'm too old also to not to ignore my mental health. Oh, that's a, a good uh, one, right? Yeah. Too old for that. Yeah. Too old for that stuff. Um, those were good ones. So we want to hear your Murtaugh list, everybody. I'm going to post on Twitter um, and also on our Instagram stories. And you guys can leave some of your, some of the stuff you're too old for. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. share it out. Barney does give up. He can't do the beer bong. And he says my favorite of the earlines, which is, my ear hurts so bad, I can hear it. I can hear my own ear. And if you've ever had an ear pain, you know exactly, exactly yeah. what that is. So that's just such a brilliant line. Um, and he vows to never do anything on the Myrtleus again. He's he's ready to, to uphold the bargain, mm-hmm. the gentleman's agreement. But Ted surprises him. Huzzah. Huzzah. Ted surprises him because... As he was doing the old people stuff, he ended up staying up late and watching all of the lethal weapons. And he realized that even as Murtaugh was saying he was too old for all these things, he always turned around, made another movie and did more stuff mm-hmm. just to say it again. So he tears up the Murtaugh list. He tears up the old people list. And he's like, fuck it. There are some things you're not too old for. Let's go fucking TP laser tag and, <laughs> and then barney says and then the hospital which is so sweet. oh i know I poor love guy it. I love it so much so back at the game things are just awful i mean it could be worse it could be 53 to 0 but we don't know because we're not keeping score so who really can say what the score is um and one of the kids asks what are we doing wrong coach but marshall tells them he says it doesn't, you're not doing anything wrong because in life it doesn't matter how hard you work or the effort you put in, people will give you things like diplomas and jobs and promotions. I love it. Doesn't matter as long as you have fun. Now, Marshall's talking to, there's like five kids, three of which are white, 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, that applies he, to that. I was say, he's not wrong. Right, he's not wrong. Not wrong. He's not wrong. But anyway, so Marshall and Lily have their telepathic conversation. Um, and like I said, I heard it was because she had laryngitis. Um, Perfect, but Marshall, though. Yeah. Perfect. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. Marshall's like, your way of coaching is crazy. Stop yelling uh, at me. Yeah. <laughs> so the, if I, finally they um, decide to compromise. And future Ted builds it up. So you think that between Lily's encouragement and Marshall's tough attitude or match combination that, like, they're going to win. Yeah. But they get beat even worse. And at one point there was even a teen <laughs> wolf on the court. <laughs> And Lily goes, kids, I know he looks different, but try to make him feel included. And it's not a werewolf. It's a teen wolf. Because in the movie Teen Wolf, the Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. (laughs) R.A.P. Michael. What the fuck is his last name? J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Fox. But he's not Michael Fox. It's It's Michael Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. I know. If you said Michael Fox, people would say, who the fuck are you talking about? Mike Fox. He needs the J. Michael J. Fox turns into a werewolf and is really good at basketball. The 80s were a a weird time, guys. It's just so interesting. It's so weird. Like anyone, like what drugs were they doing when they decided to pitch movies? Cocaine. The answer is cocaine. It was the 80s. Just blowing their That's way true. through. Back to Varney and Ted and Robin. You know, Ted's going to follow through on his promise to help TP the laser tag arena. And it is a thing of beauty. I mean, there's just toilet paper everywhere. And McCracken arrives on the scene. And um, <laughs> again, you think he's going to forgive him. Right. He's like, this is some of the finest TP working I've ever seen. <laughs> And they get, like, close to each other, and he's like, really? He's like, hell no, I'm calling the cops. Like, what the fuck, dude? You break in and TP the fucking place. I love it so much. Right. So that's Myrtle. What'd you think? I love that episode. I think it's yeah. so much fun. Me too. Neil Patrick Harris is phenomenal. Like you said earlier, his physical comedy is always just so good, so and good. he is just incredible here. Yeah. Really. Really and truly. Oh my god! See, it's eight thirty-three. It's, it's I'm, time for it's past my bedtime. You're making me do it. I'm Ooh. sorry. And we're gonna give it to all of our fans too. Okay. Uh, first, let us know if you yawn. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we're gonna get into the legendary moments and get out of here. We have sixteen yeah. to do. So wet your whistle, Caitlin. Water's empty. And just remember that our patrons get their emails read in their entirety. And to become a patron, just, you know, sign up on patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. That's right. Yeah. All right. Our first legendary moment comes from Sam. Sam writes, hey, Kate and Caitlin, just finished your old King Clancy episode on my afternoon walk. Always good to hear from Liz. Any episode that involves Robin, Robin's Canadianness has a special place in my heart, and I love hearing how many Hey Beautiful fans are fellow Canadians. Yay. Anyway, follow that up by watching Murtaugh this evening, and my legendary moment is without a doubt Old Man Ted. He is such an old man at the best of times. I say this affectionately. And seeing him on the couch with his reading glasses was just perfect. <laughs> Sam. He's definitely in his element. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up is Summer, and Summer says, uh, the legendary moment has to be when Lily threatens to give Marshall the silent treatment and throws the chair at him. Lily, no! And Robin's gentleman's agreement. Also, honorable mention to all the ways they hid Allison Hannigan's pregnancy in this episode, from the guitar to the oranges. Good one, Summer. Next up is Dina. 
Dina writes, hi ladies, this episode has to be a fave for me. It's so funny. Every time. I'm 32 and I'm pretty sure everyone over the age of 29 or so can relate. We're <laughs> too old for this stuff. Amen. I remember clearly the day that I realized two-day hangovers were no longer worth it. Oh, Yeah, that's another thing. I'm too old to like really drink like that. Yeah, it's like Oof. disgusting. I, I feel like all my life choices have brought me to the wrong moment when I wake up like that. Yeah. Not worth it. Not worth it. It's not worth it, no. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I love being 32, and I love having the wisdom to know that I'm too old for all that shit. I love having one or two beers and leaving a party at a reasonable hour. I love wearing comfortable shoes. Yes. I love taking an Uber and not a combination of two trains, a bus, and a 20-minute walk when it's late. Yes. And frankly, I love being in bed by 10 p.m. with my melatonin and my Animal Crossing. Love it. I I think my legmo has to be when pink-headed Neon Barney utters my favorite line of the entire episode. My ear hurts so bad I can hear it. I can hear my own ear. Think about that. (laughs) Makes me laugh every time. On the flip side, Marshall's plot always feels a little out of character to me at first because the marshmallow who believes in people's good nature and in being nice to people doesn't seem like he'd be a psycho to kids. It actually feels like a lily move. Aldrin justice, anyone? <laughs> but I do like its resolution. Wishing, wishing you a peaceful 10 on bedtime. Love, Dina. Thanks, Dina. Uh, next up is David. And David says, kind of a meh episode for me, but still enjoyable. Legimo goes... To the intro scene with Barney and the laser tag manager, I loved the parody of those 80s cop movies with those types of scenes and how completely serious they both take laser tag, as well they should. (laughs) Other Legmo goes to Marshall the whole episode. I thought he was so, so funny. My heart breaks for him in that final game. And I got I, I got to say with the Barney Ted debate here, I totally agree with Ted, even though I'm only in my 20s. Way better to not have to worry about your career or if you'll find someone to marry because you've already done that stuff. Good points all around, David. Matthew writes in, I'm a big fan of Marta as an episode. So many funny moments caused by all the absurd things Barney and Robin, Barney slash Robin and Ted have to do for their respective lists. However, my legendary moment has to come from Lily chastising Marshall at basketball practice. Mm -hmm. Her threat, at tomorrow's game, if you're anything less than a teddy bear stuffed with cotton candy and rainbows, I will silent treatment your ass into the ground. Always makes me laugh so much. It's one of those quotes that I have memorized because of how much it amuses me. As always, thanks for all you do. Hey Beautiful never fails to give me an hour of fun whenever a new episodes arrive. Stay beautiful and awesome. Thanks, Matthew. And that's totally true. I feel like I've watched this episode a lot because... I remember so many of the lines and like exactly how they were said. So I think this is one of the one of the better constructed episodes, one of the better written episodes, because I I always go back to it and watch it again. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt that way. Like I didn't really have to watch this one too closely. Mm-hmm. I would like see the first like few seconds of a scene, pause it and then write my notes and then write, watch the rest of it. Cause I could, yeah. I could do some of it like in my head, like the dialogue. Mm-hmm. So it must've been yeah. a really one of my favorites as I was, as I was watching back in the day. Um, next up is Fernanda from Brazil and Fernanda says, so I'm finally completely caught up with your podcast and I'm not convinced that Caitlin has changed her mind about Victoria. No cupcake in the world could possibly be that good. Caitlin. I love Ashley Williams. But not Victoria. But not That's Victoria. where we're at. Okay. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. Anyways, legendary moment from Murtaugh. Robin saying Lethal Weapon is a ripoff and then going on to describe the Canadian movie. Poor Robin and her Canadian references that no one, no one gets. I know. <laughs> I love that, though. Poor Robsy Wobsy. All right. Next up is Rick. 
Hi, ladies. As someone about the same age as the gang during this rewatch, it was definitely interesting to reevaluate the young old list. Even as someone young in spirit, I would never dare pull an all-nighter or do a beer bong today. By the way, Ted must have stayed up all night watching the Lethal Weapon series. Each movie is two hours long, and starting at 8 p.m., four movies would put him at 4 a.m., his old man wake-up time. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. My ledge mo is Marshall coldly stating, my father gave me no quarter, and I asked for no quarter. Those dark moments that unexpectedly come from wholesome Marshall are great. <laughs> also, how about that conversation between Ted and Robin that Ted wants to fast forward to the end and be old, but Robin argues that it's the journey that counts. It goes by kind of quickly and without much of a joke, but it underlines Ted's core character flaw and is low-key the lesson of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Future Ted labels this story How I Met Your Mother because that's what Ted was looking forward to, but the story itself is actually about his friends and his journey. Good call, Rick. Always very insightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Johnny, and Johnny says, Hey, K&K. Murtaugh, one of the best episodes in the Hemium collection. To be honest... I have not seen all of the Lethal Weapon movies. I have always fallen asleep at the beginning credits and wake up in the ending credits of Lethal Weapon 3, even three times at a movie theater. My ledge mo for this episode is when Barney arrives to the apartment with a futon. Ted asks him about his ear infection and he says that it's a little infection. The best part is he gets a phone call and presses the phone to his infected ear and then the camera pans over to Robin making the call. I love her laugh there. She's like, ha! Like, who's yeah. that... Like squeaky kind of, so I don't know good. what it is. She, I love her. MPH's physical comedy is priceless in this episode. Congrats to Caitlin on the new job. Thanks, Liz, Thank for you. filling in. And thanks, Kate, for having your wife, Liz, co-hosting last week. It is always fun when she fills in. Lastly, the Rachel's cookies were amazing. Woo-hoo. My wife and I polished them off in one evening while watching Hemium. Oh, can't think of a better way to eat them. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Johnny. Our next legendary moment comes from Kolpesh. And Kopesh writes in to say, Robin calling Barney knowing like a fool he would put the phone on his infected ear. (laughs) So good. I love that. The plot. Good one. All right. Next up is Jeff. And Jeff says, hi, K and K. I hope you are both well. And congratulations to Kate on another story being accepted for publication. Oh, yeah. I'm getting a story published. Yay. Um, I love a lot about this episode from the references to Lethal Weapon and Duck Hunt to Barney's insane quest to them hiding Allison Hannigan's pregnancy belly with a guitar and Robin's with the magazine, everybody. Mm-hmm. That said, my legmo is Rave Robin just hanging out in the background. Her outfit and accessories are so on point. I assume I've never actually raved. No one has. Wink. <laughs> Best to you both, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Tish writes, hey, ladies, I love this episode a lot. My legendary moment is when you see Jason Siegel kind of break character a little when he hits the kid with the basketball. If you look closely, you can see a little smile and he tries to hide it. I love kids, but that scene is just so funny. Side note, that waitress is probably going to spit in Ted's food since he sent it back. (laughs) True. Uh, next up is Mads, and Mads says, I truly couldn't decide between these le- these two legmos, old man Ted and the medieval-style handshake. I love this episode. Excited to hear what you guys got to say about it. Thanks, Mads. Our buddy Ben writes, hey, ladies, here are my legmos for Murtaugh. All high scores are Stinson, Pops- possible fixer elixir. Mm. No spoilers. Yep. Marshall's pep talk to the kids about how people won't just give them things and the final scene at the laser tag place. 
I hate to be that guy, but Lily's coaching sucks. Marshall's wasn't <laughs> great. Lily's was worse, and I'm against partition, participation trophies on principle, but I know it's an unpopular opinion. I really enjoyed the 15th anniversary live stream. It's good that you found a new fave. Love, Ben. Yay. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. All right. Next up is Susan. And Susan says, sending in ledge modes has gotten away from me, but my legendary moment is when Robin says, it's 4 a.m. There's no way he's even up. And then it cuts to Ted in those dang khakis. Wake up at 4 a.m. Check. This is such a fun episode. I love it. Thanks, Susan. Allie writes, hi, Iz. I'm not a fan of the Lily and Marshall storyline, but it works, I guess, with what Barney and Ted are up to. Agreed. I mean, like, you can't really put anything too great up against that. I loved Barney and Ted and the old people. Right. Although there were some shining, shining moments yeah. with yeah, Marshall yeah, yeah. screaming at children. Marshall which carried I that the B plot for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Lily was sick, so we'll give it to her. Yeah, all right, we'll give it to him. It's fine. I fucking love this episode, though. My partner and I reference being too old for this stuff a lot. He's my Marta, though. Aww. So as we laid in bed, we discussed that the legendary moment should be Ted's realization that the Lethal Weapon movies and Marta. But I couldn't stop giggling at Barney's reaction to the beer bong and his whole body reaction of everything in this episode. I had my Marta list item and promptly forgot it. Whoops. But I think feeling bad about myself should be on it. Amen. I'm Great. Good one. You're too old to feel bad about yourself. Hell yeah. Allie. You're too old Fuck for that, that at shit. any age. Mm-hmm. And lastly is Jordan. And Jordan says, first of all, Kate, you were on my For You page. <laughs> I read that head of that. Holy uh, shit. It was such a crazy moment. LOL. That's Congrats wild. on your fame. I hope it brings in more Hey Beautiful listeners. Yeah, me too. Uh, Murtaugh is a fun episode and I always forget how enjoyable it is. Oh, P.S. Now I have swipe up on on Instagram. You're, that's insane. I fucking swipe up. So I will be linking to our episodes um, anyway. Whoa. I know, dude. Murtaugh is a fun episode and I always forget how enjo- enjoyable it is. I love a Robin Barney storyline, no matter how small it is. My legendary moment is toward the end when Ted is about to pour the warm beer down the beer bong and NPH is making that weird gag noise. It makes me laugh out loud every time. Also, it makes me want to gag every time yeah, I right? hear that. Also, after watching the live stream, I tried the pumpkin cream cold brew and it was really good. That's right. Mm. My new go-to fall drink for sure. And I'm definitely going to have to order some cookies to go with it. Sending happy <sighs> thoughts. Thank you, Jordan. Yay. All right, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment from Murtaugh? Um, I love the ear jokes and ear Robin. Jokes, yeah, good ones. I love, I love, like, it looks like the very specific, <laughs> it looks like a Danish, Ew, yeah. every, you know, kind of have a breakfast or the jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o-lantern. Like, oh, soft. Because if you think about both of Ugh. those things and you think about his infected ear. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's accurate. A little infection. A little infection. How about you? Uh, definitely Marshall throwing the ball at the kid and breaking. Jason Siegel breaking in that moment. Because you, <laughs> I can, I can only think of, like a couple other times where you see a character break mm-hmm. and I just, it just makes me giggle. So that's, that's the one for me. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Murtaugh and join us next time for Mosby's Designs. Oh shit. Mosby's Designs. Mos- it's episode, it's season four, episode 20. Hey, blaze it. And Scooby's <laughs> in that episode. Scooby is pre-Scooby, but he's in this episode on the wow. 420 episode. Very interesting. 
Anyway, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see you next time for Mosby's Designs. Make sure to send us your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject Mosby's Designs so that uh, way Kate can find it easily and we don't lose them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also want to give a big shout out and thank you to Rachel's Cookies and Treats for being our sponsor. If you love this recap, please leave us an i. Oh my god, an iTunes. I was gonna say, please leave us a p- Apple Podcast review, and be sure. S- See, this is where I'll fall apart. It's it's so bedtime. close to the end. I know, so close. <sighs> Power through. <laughs> be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's gonna be legend. Oh Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gordon and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.